A childhood framed by his family's love for running leads a young man on adventures across several continents, stoking his love and optimism for humanity. Years later, a post-run tea is interrupted by a radio report of the fatal bombing of the Boston Marathon. Our guest, clear on the other side of the Atlantic and armed with not much more than social media and a simple idea, sets out to lend a humble hand. Eleven weeks later, the final baton of the one run for Boston was handed to a survivor across the finish line, celebrating and honoring those who were injured and lost their lives, having raised $600,000 for those affected. Our guest today is Danny Bent, founder of One Run Global, a self-described happiness guru and runner. He's quick to point out that he's just a human who loves other humans and sees the best in all of us. As an example, a call out on his social media had him leading a nine-day running expedition bisecting Iceland from north to south with 20 fellow travelers, many of whom had never completed a single marathon, much less the nine straight marathons and ultras that were required for his effort. But they all finished, and in no small part, I'm sure, due to the exuberance of Danny Bent. You'll be grinning ear to ear just as I was during our conversation. Be sure to listen to the end to find out how to enter the Danny Bent Adventure Grant for £3,000 to fund the adventure of your choosing. So if you're ready for the show, crank it up and let's go. Welcome to the Athlinks Podcast. I am your host, Troy Bousseau, coming to you from the sunny hills of Broomfield, Colorado. It is February 3rd, 2021, and this is episode 29. How's it going, Danny? Absolutely amazing. Thank you very much. Oh, you look absolutely amazing. It's great to have you on the on the podcast here. Well, thanks for having me. This yeah, indeed. great. Indeed. So we have Danny number Bent. Number 29. In number 29. Yeah. I, I want to talk about Blue Monday in a minute because that's uh, I never knew that that was an actual thing. I just know the New Order song and then the, the like you had mentioned the the whole um, the, uh, adventure grant that we're going to talk about a little bit. So I want to talk about that. But uh, on the podcast today, we have Danny Bent. You are, I mean, man, I love your story. We're going to get super deep into this stuff, but you came across um, our radar because a lot of the fundraising that originally you had done around the Boston Marathon bombing, and so you've been at this for a few years now. You've done some great things, this one relay across the United States to raise money for um, for that cause. You've done some really cool stuff in Iceland. You're, you're just like a running adventure guy. I don't know. I just, I love your story, so we're going to get super deep into it, so... Um, yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Indeed. So you've got running kind of deep in your in your your uh, your blood. You've got um, your your folks, your whole family. It sounds like a pretty deep running family. Um, one of the things I was watching that little I Run movie that um, that you were featured in, and you had a great quote. It was like you went to your friend's house around eight years old, and you're like, "So what time does your dad go for his run?" You know, you just—it was like so natural to you to to even th- like just every family does this, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's how you are as a kid, isn't it? You just think ev- every family is exactly the same as yours, and because my dad always went out for his run, I was like, "Hey, what time's your dad go out?" Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I think his dad was probably in the room. You know, it's like look, giving me this like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going for a run. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, my, my my parents are um, super keen. Um, my dad's probably really competitive, and um, my mum they both compete at a really top level. But my mum is kind of like the going along, look at the butterflies, mm. pick some flowers type runner. But yep. somehow is absolutely exceptional. And then my dad's this kind of like hardcore yeah. beast. Your body. I mean, mum said he, like when he was younger, she'd take his trainers off and 
you wouldn't be able because he is an ultra, you know, doing ultras. Oh wow! And she wouldn't be able to recognize uh, his feet as feet because they were so mushed up. Wow! Yeah, going like over all the fells and getting stones in his shoes. But wow. like, yeah, he's hardcore. And then I guess it just like it just feeds through to you, doesn't it? Yeah. That they have so much love for it, and then you can't help but inherit that. Yeah. And both my sisters, me, we uh, we're still running now, and you know, we've all of us have done you know some. We've won a few races between a lot of us, probably not quite like mum and dad, but uh, that's awesome. We definitely enjoy it. And and the, the coolest, like at Christmas, we go out before Christmas dinner and we all go for a run together. I mean, what a bonding experience that so is. Magical. You eat, eat dinner on a high and there's like yeah. great chat and banter about where dad fell in the river or whatever it is that yeah. happened whilst we're doing it. And uh, yeah, no, it's really nice. That's awesome. Feel privileged. So wait a second, let me check the math here. So your dad, you were saying, was was running ultras. There were ultras before Instagram? I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we do question whether it ever existed because he's not put it on Strava either. So, yeah, really. so. <laughs> uh, That is awesome, though. Yeah, I love that this whole family. It's funny, you know, I've talked to so many people <clears throat> um, through the podcast and just through the years of athletes and everything else, and running is so unique in that regard. I can ride my bike, I can swim, I can do so many other things and nothing does to me or for me that running does in terms of just like clearing the soul. <clears throat> you know, it just it just opens up everything. I can think more clearly, I can breathe more clearly, all of those things. And um, and it's such a, I mean, it like on its surface, it's very obvious, right? We're, we're sort of made to run, we're born to run, as they say. Um, mm. You know, so it's, it's a, it's a, it's just so amazing. It's funny like to think of your mom sort of had that run slow to get faster type of mentality just naturally, <laughs> like picking the yeah. flowers and just slowly getting faster and faster. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. And I think she, it's just, it's just joy for her. Like, you know, there are just so many benefits, aren't there? It's like, uh, it's your meditation. It's the place you can go for answers. It's the place you can go to get creative, all this sort of stuff. And obviously, we're all finding friendship, love, community within amongst this amazing uh, community that is the running community. And, um, but there's, you know, there's different ways of approaching it. And some people go at it real hard and it, they're trying to prove something to their parents, maybe, you know, like dad was probably proving something to his own dad. Whereas for me, there was just no need for that. And I, I kind of like to think of myself as being a bit more like my mum. I'm a little kind of less into the flowers and stuff, but I just love it. And, and you just, you're just running along and you're, the edge of rocks or whatever it is and you just like yeah. look out and there's a brilliant vista and you're just like well, how lucky are we to be to exist on this incredible planet it kind of it makes me think big it makes my whole mind expand and just see yeah feel how lucky we are how privileged you are to have a body that can can do this to be born amongst people that kind of allowed you to thrive and stuff like this in that physical physical way and oh yeah you know, yeah. It, there's never a moment when I'm I feel more lucky and privileged when I'm out on the trails and there's an amazing view or just yeah. an amazing feeling inside like it's internally it's external every bit <laughs> I'm kind of raving a little bit here because uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have run quite so far today but uh, yeah. I, I'm buzzing and it's really uh, I just I just love it really it's all good. good man all good amen to everything you just said have you always had that kind of approach to running like has it always been a, this cathartic activity for you like even as a young kid I, I i actually think it was probably as a kid it was to do with bonding with my dad and yeah. i would just we'd go running together and that was amazing and then 
at the weekends we I, I was playing rugby and uh my dad was used to used to be a pretty decent rugby player and we then we kind of as he got older and I got kind of into my late teens. We started playing for the same kind of low level uh, adults team. Yeah. And he would just, he's got a clever mind. He'd throw me the ball and I'd run and score. I'd be scoring tries left, right and center. And that was just, an, you know, just sharing that is amazing. And, yeah. um, and I think rugby took me away for a while. And then, you know, after university, I just kind of, yeah. I just love the purity, the simple, the simplicity of, you just need your shorts and your trainers rather than needing a whole team ball to pitch yeah. all that sort of stuff. And you, because life gets more complex, doesn't it? You know, and as life gets more complex, complex, the, my kind of athletic choice became the, the simplest of them all, I think. And running is that. You know, yeah. Uh, was he anywhere? Was he sort of spiritual about that stuff? Like, would you guys talk about things like that when you were out on a run? And would he point out the the idea that, man, you're, you know, you're this little speck of nothing on this big blue planet and look at look around you kind of thing? Or was that just something that was happening inside of you? Sounds like maybe it was more of like your mom's type of mentality. Yeah, I think that was my mom's side. It was like my dad's was like, put a bit more effort in. You've yeah. got more in you. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and there's i guess i guess the other part from my mum but also just i think it's just naturally i think it's naturally in all of us and if you um can keep your mind expanded rather than kind of narrowly looking at whatever the job you are doing or you know, you know people are quite um content to pigeonhole themselves as one tiny little thing and that may be a runner you know i, I don't like to pigeonhole myself as a runner i'm a human being that loves life yeah and running is one facet of life that I absolutely love. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a bigger facet than most in there. But, um, yeah, that's how I, I think that's how I approach it. And just just enjoyment. And, and I think definitely something that has allowed me to um, progress my kind of career in all different ways is this kind of way of looking at life in a positive manner. And yeah. choosing you, you, you choose whether you see the bad or the, you know, the bad or the good and if you choose to see the good, my goodness me, your life is a lot better than if you were choosing to see the bad. Yeah, I think that's a, I'm always really conscious of that. Like as a, I have a gift of being an optimist. That's kind of like my, I guess, a superpower in a way. And I don't, I don't like credit myself with being an optimist. It was just who I am, who I was born as. And I, and I really thank God that that's, that's sort of who I am in that regard. Um, and running helps. So it's, it's sort of like the, you know, in some cases, there are people who are very dark and running sort of, you know, helps them through that darkness. I'm not a dark person. I'm a pretty, you know, again, optimistic person. And so like the, the running for me just like keeps me on a cloud the whole time, really. Yeah, it's the wind beneath our wind, wings, <laughs> isn't it really? You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Were you, um, okay, so there's a few things that, that I really wanted to talk about in this, you know, hour or so that we have together. Um, it, it, your, your, your greater story from, from an outside perspective kind of starts with the whole Boston bombing and the fundraising that you did around that. What, what was happening before then? Like, were you always a pretty philanthropic guy? Were you always thinking at a global level? You, you described in a video where basically you and, um, and a girlfriend of yours had just finished a run. You had the radio on, you're drinking a cup of tea, and then you hear about the bombings and immediately you guys kind of leap into action. But I, I can't imagine that that was like a one-time thing. So what was the, what sort of led into that type of mentality? That's a good question. I, I, I guess I have always seen charity as something, you know, I mean, 
again going back to my parents I used to come home from school and there'd be all the strays and waifs and strays from the streets would be in my house mum and dad would be kind of looking after them mm. giving them a meal or what you know whatever was needed at that time and um, you know I, was, I got used to it I just walk in go up into my room and let them kind of carry on or whatever it was they were doing but um I guess that's a, you know there's an example already set there that you, you there's a responsibility as uh but with who you are to look after those people that are, are slightly weaker than you and that definitely happened at school I was definitely if the older kids would come and start pushing my mates around they had to get through me first and that's you know a less positive side of this kind yeah. of thing but it was still it's still the same thing but just in a different different angle and um and I, and I, was, I was kind of really wanting to kind of I was exploring who I was in my late teens in my 20s I was trying to you know, trying to work out who I was and what I was about and all this sort of stuff. And I went on all sorts of crazy adventures, pogoed across Togos, cycled from London 9,000 miles to Southern India and all these things. I, I always linked a little bit of phil philanthropy in there. Okay. But it was much more of a, I want to do this thing. I'm fortunate enough to do it. Let's see if we can give back a little bit to people along the way. And, um, and, and I think the the Boston Marathon bombing, just seeing that was the was the the turning point where rather than looking inside, inside of me and doing what I want to do and bolting on a little bit of philanthropy, it became a how can we uh how can we give to these people that have been um severely affected by these yeah. bombings? And so that was the main point. And then what we were doing was the secondary point. If that makes sense. Whereas before it was like yeah. much more about what I wanted to do and then bolting on a, a, a philanthropic kind of cause to it. Yeah, where the, the adventure was primary and then if you can give back, great. But this is really about, hey, let's give back. And then if the, if an adventure comes out of the give back, then great. Or the adventure is the vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And so what was that? Was it the Boston? Is it One Run? What? Yeah, it's called One Run for Boston. Yeah. Um, we, uh, like I said, like you were saying that, I was just sitting, I just been for, was been for a run with one of my friends and the radio's on and we're listening to music, just drinking a cup of tea in the kitchen. I've got uh, these tiny little red shorts that uh, <laughs> I seem to be famed for now. Which yeah. is, I just think every runner should be wearing them. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll <clears throat> scoot past that. My legs but, are too uh, skinny. I can't, I can't pull off the look. <laughs> I've got chicken legs. <laughs> um, anyway, we're, we're just listening to the radio. It changes and you start hearing about the death, the destruction, the, the sadness, the, the pain, the suffering. And, um, and it, I just think it's that whole, my whole life was built towards that moment, really, mm -hmm. in, in the way that this running community had been so special to me, had given me so much. And then suddenly you're in a, in a position where you're seeing these people being attacked. And it just felt, it was so wrong for me to see that, that I just thought we had to do something. And we didn't know what something was for the first few days, but we came up with this idea of, creating a continuous running relay from LA to Boston, uh, about 3,300 miles. And we, we had a baton made, we split that 3,300 miles up into 10 mile segments. And then really we were hoping the American people were going to carry that baton from uh, Santa Monica in LA yeah. to the Boston marathon finish line, basically, and can carry that nonstop without putting it down. The, it, the baton was shaped like a peace lily. It was all, 
it all fell into place really uh, uh, quite quite incredibly yeah. in that we just had these kind of little ideas that and we, and, but at the time we'd never been to america we didn't know right. anyone in america yeah, yeah. we didn't know anyone was affected by the bombings we had no kind of in but it just seemed that you know when you act on the most pure thought in your brain yeah. you can't almost can't get it wrong so um and you know it took a few days for it to, for us yeah. to get it sorted a few days for it to kind of ca- catch on and uh well, a friend of mine said just share it on social media and i was like I, we created this website and everything and it just said, share it on social media and it was at a time you know 2013 that's you know social media was obviously around but it wasn't yes. like what it is now it wasn't like beeping in your pocket every second right and i was like a bit skeptical how on earth is me sharing i don't have any friends in america how's that going to happen we shared it and then yeah. um kind of the rest is history really it was it it went um a little bit viral yeah yeah, I mean, it's so amazing that you guys sitting over in London, not knowing any Americans or or not a lot, certainly. Any? Yeah. Did you know any? I don't, think, I don't think I knew any Americans. But I don't think I knew any Americans full stop. Right. Yeah. 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 And just knowing like, okay, we're going to do that. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just extremely touching. It's extremely inspiring. It's extremely... Um, I don't know, just the idea that, because Americans are pretty fickle. Like these are the types of things that will either be swept up and absolutely carried, or, I mean, frankly, Americans could look at this and just say like, like what's, what's this guy from, like, screw off, you know, we'll take care of ourselves kind of thing. Because Americans can be very independent that way. Absolutely. And that yeah. actually, you know, I, I say it went smoothly. That was the first response. We, yeah. um, it was a, I think it, I can't remember what the ch- TV channel was, but one of the hosts was um, talking about one run for Boston and saying that it was a hoax and not to get involved. What? And that these uh, you know, foreigners, those guys, wow. were, were, were um, it was a scam to take your money. Oh, you're and, kidding. Uh, but the, but the, you know obviously that's really really yeah, negative. I think sure. I actually cried when that happened because uh, at that point I just spent um, I'd, you know I, we weren't we didn't have any money. I invested the money I owed the tax man into kind of getting the website up and running and stuff. Yeah. So I was uh, it was uh, getting a little bit uh, it was getting a bit touch and go for me financially. But um, and you hear you as someone accusing you of taking this money. And <sighs> um, but the, the, the thing with that is that that guy the the the, the host um we we spoke to him he interviewed us he started interviewing the runners and then he became our biggest advocate oh that's good because he, re- he realized what he'd done wrong i guess and um yeah you know and, and, and too right really you know the, the things do happen in this world and you do have to question them yeah. but it's probably better to question them when you're not on air yeah. <laughs> in, in uh, uh but um yeah and he, he he really really helped us and got a lot a lot of um exposure through that so but, but you know and like just for your listeners what what we hoped was raise you know ten thousand dollars and have a we wanted to have three hundred and thirty people involved you know we weren't thinking yeah. big at all we were just like hopefully we can make this happen actually got um, thousands of people involved and we ended up raising um, almost six hundred thousand dollars amazing and, you know, and I say we that's not that's not me and Kate the girl that I was sitting with at the time this this is the American people yeah. who took this on and you know like we said we knew no one in America so. Absolutely none of the marketing is down to us. That's all down to the runners that signed up and said, yeah. I'm going to tell my friends about this. And then they they told their friends and they told their friends. And suddenly on the last stage, we've got, you know, a thousand runners that um, on that last stage running the baton into past the finish line. And it's awesome. It, 
it was uh you know it was I always I always talk about it in terms of there was a guy John Odom who um was involved in the blast and he was there at the end after you know we 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 kind of came up with this idea it wasn't like a, it took us a year to get this off right. the ground or anything we, we we kind of thought we wanted to do something and within seven weeks we were leaving LA uh, that's the best the kind band. yeah that's the best Isn't kind it? yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I mean I get I've got one of those brains that will get bored if you kind of spent too long thinking about it and we might if you if you're going to do it, let's, let's go and do it. Let's go. And that's yeah. my mentality anyway. And, and, you know, John, John Odom got, went back to the finish line where, you know, he, 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 he probably should have died. If it wasn't for the, um, the amazing help from the first responders, then he probably would have passed away. And there he is 11 weeks later, it took four weeks to get across the state. So yeah. 11 weeks later, um, his daughter passed him the baton and she pushed him across the finish line of the, you know, that, Amazing. blue and yellow sacred line yeah. outside the library yeah and um, he just looked up at me at that point and said dan this is when i start to heal and i just keep that those words just wow. in a little box like actually today i was <laughs> it's so nice to chat to you because you brought the, the a bit of positivity out in me but a little earlier today i was just feeling a little bit down and huh. uh, i don't really know why you know yes some of these days off days and um and but I just need to look in my heart and just hear those words again uh, to just know that like your life is worthwhile, what you're doing is is good, you're being a decent human being, and all those sorts of things. You know, we, can we all question yeah. uh, purpose in life, and when especially when you're kind of living a life kind of less ordinary, you, yeah. you're not following people's footprints. You're you're hacking away at the jungle to to get through, and um, you, yeah. you always have questions. But that those words there, they they make everything worthwhile and make me know that I'm on the right path. Well, and as you said, you know, this, that's a quick turnaround, 11 weeks from sort of ideation to crossing that finish line. Did you, I, I don't imagine you had a lot of time during those 11 weeks to really reflect on the impact that that cup of tea and the radio report had on your life. And like, do you ever just certainly at the moment that that baton, the last baton was passed, but like even since, like, do you look back at the string of events and just think like, how the hell did we do that? Like that, that was amazing. Yeah, I guess, I, I, but the thing is, it, I'm, I'm a massive believer in human beings and yeah. human beings are amazing. And, and each, each individual human being is incredible. Like we can achieve so much more. They, even if we just talk about running, you have so much more potential than you you actually know or you actually think yeah. and that you know that can be you can change running for any single part of your life and we are we are capable of so much more than we we think we are capable of and this was just absolute perfect proof like and then, and then you know when these incredible humans come together as one it's even more powerful again yeah. like everyone's bouncing off each other everyone's helping each other up it's like I, I, I saw something about don't look down on don't don't look down at anyone unless you're giving them your hand to pull them up, and I, I just that. think ah, yeah, what a lovely little saying that is, <laughs> and, um, and that's exactly what was happening, and and it wasn't just the people because we just wanted to raise we just wanted to show our support really yeah. we just wanted to say we we feel you and we're we're here with you from across the pond, and but what actually happened is you get raised all that you end up raising all that money that it changes the lives of the people that were affected by the bombing but it also changed the lives of everyone that was involved in came right. together in the community that it doesn't matter whether you're you are dealing with your your son having trouble at school or 
your mother is is dealing with cancer or you know whatever, whatever it was it but somehow it came together it was so tight yeah. everyone was holding we weren't holding hands but everyone yeah. was holding hands and pulling each other up whenever they whenever they felt as though they couldn't do that step themselves there was someone to, to help them yeah. and uh, that is, that is how humanity should be and it's and it's how humanity can be if it's given the opportunity um so I'm having a bit of a rant, but yeah, I just, no. I just, I just, humans are amazing, and we we don't do enough with the lives that we're given, really. Yeah, it's you know, it's a it's a tough juxtaposition because we, you know, you talked about the negative experience in the media, then the extremely positive, where this guy sort of became your champion. In the news today, is really the negative downside to, um, or the negative side to social media, but that's basically how you built the entire campaign was through social media and it's you know and then you said humanity several times and humanity really is the key there because it's when we do come together when we can all find a common thing where we're not tearing at each other where we're really you know again only looking down to help that person up by offering them a hand we are we are at our absolute best and running is a real central theme to that, you know, and especially given the last year where so many events have been canceled and, you know, we're, we're slowly trying to, to rebuild the industry and, and all of that. Um, I don't know. I just, I thought that your story, the, 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 the things that have gone into it, I mean, uh, we'll include lots of links in the show notes and things like you had a great Ted talk, you have like the, um, the park runs that you do and everything else. Like, it's just amazing to see, um, when we don't let the tools go dark, right? It's sort of like the force, like, you know, the in Star Wars, you know, it's like, it's the same magic. It's, it can either be used for good or for, or for evil. And you're just such a great force for good out there in the world. And so I just, uh, you know, again, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a generous person. I'm not a charitable person. And I really wanted to have you on because I want to tap more into that side of things. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even know whether, you know, am am I, I? I don't. I don't have much value on money. That's definitely probably something that's really helped me in my life. But that probably means I'm, in a traditional sense, am I generous? I, I'm just something or someone who's very good at following what their heart yeah. tells them to do. So in this in this respect, I wasn't <clears> thinking, <throat> oh, we're going to raise money, we're going to change people's lives. It was just like, yeah, it feels like the right thing. Yeah, and. Now I'm not going to let anything get in my way. I'm going to kind of run at it headlong and I will knock yeah. anything out the way that, that or, or we will navigate it. You right. know, I, think, I think at that time, probably I was much more of a headlong, let's just like ram our way through things. And we, we, um, the guys, um, I think it was the mayor of Boston wrote to us saying at the end of it, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Uh, you, you know, lots of adulation and nice thing. He said, next time, Please ask for our permission. You know, we, we didn't ask permission to have a th- <laughs> That's hilarious. Because you don't have time. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, now I would say uh, this, you know, I'm, I'm older, I'm uh, a bit wiser. And I think now I'm more like a river and I will find my way, yeah. find my way through rather than knocking that thing over. I will. Um, There's so much I'll value do- in that, though, in the, in the knocking things over, because I think so like if, if you would have approached that day sitting in the kitchen saying, OK, let's go try to raise six hundred thousand dollars for Boston and doing all of the like you never would have gotten started. Right. Like, OK, we, yeah. we want to go. We want to reach three thousand athletes who are going to go and run with this baton, raise six hundred thousand. You wouldn't have started. But the fact that you just said, hey, look, 
if it's one person and we raise $10,000, it's a success, so let's start. And you just started. Yeah. And I think that's a huge lesson. I mean, it's it's the same thing as, you know, people training to run a marathon or a hundred or or a mile, you know. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't buy your first pair of trainers thinking I'm gonna go run a four-minute mile. You say, Well, today I might run a quarter mile and walk the rest of the way or whatever it is, but you start. I love that. I I, I get asked it every now and again to kind of give advice for um you know, people who are training for their mar- first marathon or first 5K or, you know, whatever it is. And um, my, my advice is always first is, is to set a whole load of different goals. And the first one should be to finish it with a smile on your face. Yeah. And, um, and, then, and then you can start looking at you, you hit that first one with a smile. Oh, yeah, finish it full stop is great. Finish it with a smile on your face is a bonus. And, um, and then all those other things, they're, they're just like the cherries on the top. Like no yeah. one really, really cares. And unless you're Kip Jogi or someone like right. that, no one really cares what time you're doing. Like even now, if you're doing two hours, 10 in the marathon, no one really cares because you're not anywhere near two hours. So right. you know, <laughs> we're, we're, if you're doing four, four hours or two yeah. hours, 10, like whatever, you know, yeah. it's, it's all the, all the focus is on that two hour mark. Yeah, and um, totally. yeah. And, and it, you know, it is exactly that. It's yeah. just, just, go out there go enjoy that run enjoy yeah. that process you know and, and of course you yeah know, that relates to everything in life yeah we had um do you, are you do you know marcus brown the marathon marcus he's from he's out of london no yeah so he's uh, we'll hook you guys up uh really great he he i think he ran five hours at london like 10 years ago um and then just ran three uh 256 i think at um oh uh dorney lake and, uh, wow. yeah. And so he, you know, but like, that was one of the things that we were talking about is like three hours, four hours, five hours, two hours. Like it's just this collection of arbitrary seconds. Right. I mean, if it's three hours, three twenty, three twenty two yeah. eight, it's all just arbitrary, you know? And, and yeah. the reality is, is when he crossed that finish line, he cared, but yeah, there were no hordes of people, you know, singing uh the marathon marcus theme song or anything you know i mean it's like it's but it's all for us Maybe they should have been though yeah <laughs> they should have been you know and but that's the thing is is when you get 20 30 40 50 70 000 people together all achieving that goal like how you know one of the the most painful parts of boston like you know uh, this is going to be weird because i'm not ever advocating violence in any sort of way but the fact that it happened in a run in a marathon, in this something that is so good and pure and joyful that can bring us all together and raises people out of addiction and dark places and all of those things. And then then you choose that as your canvas for mayhem is just disgusting. Yeah. Just I, I think awful. that was the thing. It was like these people, you know, you just see it in the videos, the people get, that are getting knocked over, you know, just the runners, that they're just, just like, you can see that smile spread on their face, yeah. their hands are going in the air and, um, and then, then suddenly everything changes. So, yeah. and, and of course it was, you know, it wasn't even the runners that put the brunt of it. It was the supporters who have stood there out there all day. They've got hoarse voices from cheering so much. And, um, yeah. that, you know, we all know all those runners know that the people that support us are the real heroes in every single one of the, um, and every single one of the runs that we do. So it's, yeah. um, to have yeah. to see that without, you know, that was more part of that whole mental thing for me. Yeah. Good reminder to always thank your race director, always volunteer for races, always give back to this community because it doesn't, 
it doesn't exist without a lot of volunteers and a lot of people helping out. So absolutely, yeah. So let's get into some of these other adventures. I was telling you we were we were talking a little bit on the pre um, on the pre call here. I I our twentieth anniversary wedding anniversary is this year. I turned fifty along with my wife this year. We were planning this big trip to Iceland. Um, where we were going to do some really fun adventures that is probably on hold for this year. We will see. But I saw that you did this epic, is it 300 miles? I think it's just, just short of, it's uh, over 200 at least. Okay. Yeah. 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 Where uh, you, how many successive marathons basically were you guys running? Nine. Nine, nine in a row. Yeah. Nine in a row. Yeah. Holy but, but, I mean, so basically we ran across Iceland. Yeah. Uh, we were the first first people to run from the north to the south of Iceland okay. across the center. Like, br- the center is brutal. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but we took a bunch, really, it was a, I'd had this idea that I wanted to do it. And, and okay. I've done you know, like all those adventures we talked about before. I'd yeah. Predominantly done on my own. And when you do these things on your own, no one really understands what you went through. No, no matter right. how much detail you try and burden them with, they're, they're definitely switching off after like five minutes. If you're not telling them about the maggots in the bit in your beard or the, the gun that was pointed at your head, like on my cycle to India, you're, uh, they're starting to get a bit bored. Yeah. And I was like, I, wanna, I don't, adventures I do now, I want to do them with people and we want to, yeah. I want to do them as, as part of a kind of community or a tribe. So I just put it out on my social media said, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run across Iceland. Who wants to come with me? And, 20 people said yes. That's awesome. Uh, I think like maximum of a third had ever run over a, a, a half marathon. And we were That's asking them crazy. to run all these marathons and an ultra, uh, a couple of ultras as well along the way. So wow. nine marathons or ultras in a row. And um, they, this is, you know, this is that, I just, it's one of those examples of the beauty of human humanity and everyone makes it across yeah. There was a guy who was, um, I think he was 58 when he crossed the, crossed the finish line and he, he had been a heavy uh, drinker and smoker until quite recently and okay. he found running and it changed his life. And then he's like, he, he'd, he'd written to me and said, Dan, is it, do you think I can actually do this? And I was like, Brian, we're doing this. And there's a, at the end of, we, we had a, um, a, a video guy came out and he made a little kind of documentary film about the, the crossing. And he just like, the last scene is him just going, I ran across Iceland. Man. I ran across Iceland like this. And you're like, yeah. oh, great. And, and, and the people that took part, and this is what we are kind of referring to earlier on, is they've come back and they're reevaluating their life. They're reevaluating yeah. the, the barriers, the, the ceilings they put on their own life. And um, yeah. But yes, it's, you know, run it, Iceland, um, yeah, I've harped on about our trip, but I mean, Whatever happens, whether it's this year or next year, when you go to Iceland, you are going to have an absolute ball because it's it is a it's an athlete's playground, yeah. but it's you know it's beautiful for people who aren't that as well. It's, it the waterfalls, the the jagged rock formations, the hot spot, the, the hot pools yeah. that you just kind of dip into at the end of the day. With you know, there's nothing like you just kind of wander in and then you're in there, and it's yeah. uh, so natural beautiful views from there there's lakes with uh ice you know, i think it is in america you get a bit of this anyway you get some, you know in some of the uh nor- more north reaches but he's like icebergs yeah. floating past you and stuff like this and yeah iceland just- seems like a one-of-a-kind type of place i've never seen anywhere i just i watched your video i watched uh, a couple months ago emily batty 
uh, who um, uh, rides for, I think she rides for Canyon now. She was riding for Trek, but she just did, I think it was she, her husband, and another guy, two got, other guys did a ride across Iceland. Um, and it was just, I mean, oh man, my heart was breaking as I was watching it thinking, I got to get over there. We just, we've got to get over there. It's going to happen. Don't yeah, you worry. For sure. How did you, like, how did logistics work, work with 20 people where, you know, obviously strong runners, weak runners, things like that. Like, were you, were you sort of regrouping at different portions throughout the day or, or how did you guys manage that? Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing was kind of broken down into a 10, basically 10 kilometers or so before breakfast and you're going to, you have a you have a bit of a snack, 10 kilometers breakfast. Okay. Bit of, allow your breakfast to go down. 10 kilometers lunch, mm. uh, allow your breakfast to go down, you know, allow your lunch to go down yeah. and then 10 kilometers, you know, that kind of thing. So there's always, there's always food at the, like, okay. basically it was food. We were just like always on the hunt for food. And at those points we just kind of regrouped and everyone knew it was no one had, no one was signing up to, to bang out these miles as fast yeah. as they possibly could. They were okay. just doing it as a, um, w- it was very, very clear that we're going to go, uh, of course, we're going to break into different groups because you know running at different paces can not be good for your body at certain certain times. And uh, yeah. but you know we had a, like we probably had three groups amongst it. Sometimes people would just say they just want they're in this beautiful scenery and they just wanted a moment on their own and they might go off and um, yeah it, it, it enjoy it for themselves and have their moments. And you know this is, these are just friends of mine that were just coming along and the um, the kind of long documentary, the thirty minute documentary that was made is like people were talking about all sorts of different things and. Again, you know, you're using these experiences, these adventures to deal with the things that are going on within or, or yeah. have gone on within in the past. And you just life's so busy. Sometimes you don't get a chance to deal with them, do you? And, you know, you're out there in the middle of Iceland with just yeah. like nothing but this silver sand for, for miles in every single direction. There's not a lot to yeah. take your mind off what, what's going on inside. And as, as the exterior quiets gets quieter you kind of start hearing what the internal is going on and yeah. i think it's i think it's like i don't know if it, I, I kind of think it's beautiful kind of therapy for wh- whatever it is you're needing yeah i was talking to um i don't remember who the heck i was talking to uh an ultra runner i think uh, anyway but that was one of the things that i was talking to him about was like there's, there's once you start doing these types of efforts and adventures and when you're, you know, running solo or with a group for two hours, five hours, what beyond, like it's impossible to, it's impossible to sort of go back to a normal life in a way, you know, like it's just, you're, you're, it's kind of like your frame of reference when you're running, where the first time you run a mile, you look at that thing five miles away or 10 miles away. And you think like, I could never do that. That's crazy. But then you run that distance and that thing keeps getting pushed. And then you think about like running a mile is like, well, it's not even worth it. Or it's like a little shakeout when I've got an injury. But when you, when you start putting in these big efforts and you're in your head and you start to think about, you know, every step and I don't know, you coax your way through this thing. It's like, I don't know, normal life does change for you. Like what is normal? What is achievable? What is not achievable? Those types, like the, once you start breaking down barriers in your life, I guess is what I'm saying, like physical and mental. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you just, you can never look at the world the same again. And that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think there's two sides to it really. I kind of, sometimes I kind of think about the, you know, your average person is living in a 
in in a in a box really like it's uh you're, you're limit they're the limits that you're putting on yourself of where you what you're capable of all that sort yeah. of stuff and and climbing out of that box it's a little bit lonely there's a lot more people inside the box than there are outside it and you're kind of outside and you and and there's times definitely times in my life where i've been like i just i would just love to be content with doing a nine to five job <laughs> like become an accountant yeah. have the money to do everything i want to do and uh and just not have to be creative and yeah. doing things and oh yeah all that sort of stuff but but there's no way you, you can't climb back in that's impossible as soon as that door shuts you're you're outside for good i think personally um God, but, you, said, uh, but yeah, you, you said that 10 times better than i could have that was a that was a perfect articulation of what i was trying to go for that was great yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, but I mean, ninety-nine percent of the time out there is just amazing. It's just, you know, it's it's amazing, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Are you doing another one that I see? Are you going back to Iceland? Yep. Yep. Um, we um, I just loved it. It's so incredible, and to see the change in people that are getting involved, that that was just addictive and so yeah. we were we were supposed to go obviously this year uh this last year 2020 again okay. we did it in 2019 and we were supposed to do it in 2020 and um got a few more people signed up and, but we're going to go in 2021 okay covid hitting in august and okay. um so yeah i mean we're we're very open we, we kind of we, we have a yeah we got support vehicles got a whole support team all around there and everything yep. and um we're quite open to other people getting involved and um same yeah, route. It's, it's so nice. Same route, yeah. Um, just a, just little changes here and there that we've kind of learned. Um, things that are going to benefit us guys and the team and yeah. uh, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's it, and northern lights at night. Um, you know, beautiful, beautiful landscapes. Yeah, it's 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 really really cool. But we're also thinking we're of, of other 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 running adventures that we might do and there's a um, a plateau up in um in the stands in tajikistan it, it borders afghanistan uzbekistan and, and um kyrgyzstan okay and there's a beautiful beautiful route there that we're thinking of going and running as well like running from the kyrgyz the kyrgyz border to the afghan border and um so, so yeah there's we're kind of it's just things that i've always wanted to do yeah. This is this, this. I've worked very hard for these, you know, the, for the past like 10, 12, 15 years to be in a position I'm in now. Yeah. And now it's kind of like all those little dreams you had as a child or sure. as, a, as you were growing up, be like, oh, let's, let's, let's do that and, you know, bring a whole load of other people who can enjoy it. And um, so that's, that's become life now, whether, whether that's um, organizing big kind of global events or whether it's these kind of small, more niche uh yeah. boutique type of uh runs over kind of countries you've never even yeah. heard of which is which is super cool yeah i i have to assume that like whether it's that the last baton handoff or the uh you know the guy that you were saying when he when he finished iceland he's like i ran across iceland i've, I've got to assume that those experiences are one addictive and two is what keeps that like okay now we have to find the next adventure like i need to i need my my fix of these types of emotional experiences yeah it absolutely is it's uh that do that dopamine hit that you get from that is oh, i mean you, 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 know, but, you know and, and you know like after someone's gone on a like 
a week-long festival of wildness yeah. you kind of have these kind of come downs afterwards when when it's all we in december on december the 10th this uh, past year 2020 we organized one run global which was the first ever truly global running event um, yeah. people, every single country north korea uh sudan uh afghanistan uk america oh yeah well, every 195 different countries in the world and um and and i you know that's partly partly why today even still i'm just like oh the the we worked so hard on that and then it suddenly ends and you're just like oh what, what, what am i supposed to be doing with my life now because yeah. there's time to think yeah um, yeah i interviewed yeah, so, a guy early on i think like maybe episode eight or so, Brian Hoover, this guy who he's a timer. So he's a chrono track timer, works with us. And he um, floated the Mississippi. So he won, he did the, he hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. And then, and this is not a guy, if you look at him and he wouldn't mind me saying this, he's not a guy you would think would take these big adventures, you know? Um, and, and that's one of the things that he has said is that, you know, as amazing and wonderful as they are, when he's done, he sort of goes through this kind of mild depression right afterward where it's like he, you know, his body, you know, kind of getting back to the normal everyday. Well, <clears throat> his everyday life is he lives out of a van like purposely and, and loves it. So he doesn't have like what, what we would all consider a normal life, but, um, have you have you found that like when you finish these big adventures, there's like kind of a letdown, or I don't know, like how would you describe what you know that feeling? I don't really. It's it's, it's almost because you've got so much purpose, mm -hmm. you're just heading towards this goal almost, um, almost blindly. You know, things get neglected each side of it, and then yeah. you and the things that get neglected, they might be friends, they might be um, family, it might be. Uh, other parts of business but it could also be your own woes worries or like because you're just focused on this and then suddenly when that that focus point is gone your your eyes widen to everything yeah. else around you and you there's certain things you know normal things like i had to do a tax return and all <laughs> i just hate doing that yeah. sort of stuff. and um so yeah I, I just think you just it's just so exciting you can't you can't have highs without lows and right um so you you have these massive highs and there's down, bound to be something that yeah. comes at the end of it. But I think at the end of the day, you just need to make sure you surround yourself with good people. And yeah. that, you know, I, I love the saying that if you surround yourself with seven happy people, you're going to become the seventh happy person. If you surround yourself with seven miserable people, you become the seventh, the eighth uh, miserable yeah. person. Bitterness, yeah, joyful. You know, you can replace that right. um, adjective with with any anything um and it yeah you, you are what you are who you surround yourself with and um yeah. you, you, we, have cho we have certain choices with that but you know this is one of those, those things that where i'm infinitely lucky in that the people who are the very closest to me are those positive people yeah. my, my parents and my sisters and you know i'm lucky to have some very close friends that will will t tick that box as well and um yeah. but, but you know I, I am very very aware that not everyone has that uh in their in their back locker to kind of yeah. fall back on when things do get tough. Oh, it's a gift. It's interesting yeah. to think of like that downturn that you have emotionally isn't necessarily a downturn. It's really a coming back to earth. Meaning, the people yeah. who aren't doing these things that are just sitting on their couch and and tuning into their favorite TV shows every night, and that's just sort of their hamster wheel life. It's not that you are going below that feeling. It's just sort of like 
you're just back in that world, you know, and, and to think about how, how you feel, how others who are doing those types of adventures like you are feeling versus 95, 99% of humanity where catharsis does not exist on your couch, folks. Like you have to sort of get out and find it, you know, mm. you know, yeah. There's so much encouraging us to stay on that couch now that um, it really takes some strength to, to to step out the door for that one one mile training run you you were just talking about before. It's yeah. uh, you and, and and if you do do that, you really have to give yourself a pat on the back and say, "Well done." You you uh, all the odds are pointing to you sitting on your couch tonight, and if you don't, well done if you didn't. And um, yeah, you, you're allowed another three nights on there, but then the, the fourth night, let's just give that a go again and just see yeah. what happens. And yeah. before you know it, you're a, you're a part of this crazy community, completely addicted to it, totally. to all the the running and the joy and the community. And, yeah. uh, and, let's, and let's really hope that community comes back. Oh, because 100%. that that is that yeah. is something we all love hugely. Yeah, we're starting to see them. You know, I mean, people are masking up and and you know they're accepting that as a as a. I hate the term new normal, but I'll have to use it just because there's no better way to describe that for the, <clears throat> at least the short term, you know, people yeah. are seeming to say, okay, fine. If, if, if wearing a mask is my penance for, for racing again, I'll wear the mask, you know, yeah. um, uh, on the past episode, uh, literally the last episode, Jason Hardrath had a great quote, which was basically, um, you can, you can be the guy watching the video of the guy on top of the mountain, or you can be the guy in the video at the top of the mountain. And it was right. like, yeah, that's, it's such a simple, um, he has this philosophy of basically just like kind of picturing his life as a movie. So like when he does these big FKT efforts, you know, 200 mile types of things. And, and that's like the, that's the prod that he uses when he's broken, when he's sitting on a rock thinking like, do I turn back or do I go forward? And, and he's like literally watching it as a movie. Like, what is the more interesting story? Is it the guy who turns around or is it the one who the Rocky theme plays and he makes it up the, you know what I mean? <laughs> so the step in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's right. exactly. Exactly. So let's talk a minute. Um, I know you've got a, you've got a, a soft stop here coming up here, but let's talk um, about your, um, the, the Danny Bent adventure grant. So it's a 3000 yep. pound adventure grant. I love this idea. And it's something like you, you grabbed a few sponsors, put them together, like tell us more about this, but it's something that like everybody could be doing out there to, to give back and to, uh, to fuel these, these adventures. Yeah, it's so cool, isn't it? It's been a kind of dream ever since. Because I mean, this life that I was saying to you, I've worked really hard, and I've, I've had and I've had luck along the way. My landlady, because um, I couldn't pay my rent because I wasn't earning anything when I was striving to do these things, and she was like, "Don't don't worry about it. You can pay me back when I believe in what you're doing. Awesome. You can pay me back. Just pay me back before I retire or something like this." She said. Wow. And um, little, just little things like this have yeah. facilitated this. Um, what we're doing and, and, and i always think back to the the luck that i had in that so like that just on its own is enough and let alone all the other kind of little things that have just happened to allow this to 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 transpire and i just want to go look at myself of 10 15 years ago and just say you know here's a here's a little bit to help I mean, yeah. I think three thousand pounds is about five thousand dollars or something like this, and you know that's that's not a bad amount for an adventure, is it? No, you know it's not it's not going to the North Pole and it's not 
uh, rowing across an ocean. But it is something, you know, like my cycle to India is a great example. I just yeah. kind of set off with a tent and that was it. You just needed to eat. So um, that, that, you know, there's those sorts of things. I'm, I'm thinking of those sorts of things are the ones that, and, yeah. and you know, the, the youth of today that might be just exploring what's in their own mind, what they're capable of right now. And then, you know, some point in the future, something happens, much like the Boston bombing did for me, that changes them into using all these skills that they've learned are out having adventures and start using those skills to to yeah. benefit other people and you know if if i can play the tiniest little part in that story for that person yeah that's amazing isn't it and it's and you know just I, I, a little part of me as i get older and older i'm not going to be able to do as much as i can do and potentially there's going to be a few few of those nights on the couch and i want to watch those people climb the mountains and, right. uh, <laughs> and feel that i have played a part in that not just watching them and um and you know it's exactly that like land rover bam clothing elliot brown and london pride is a a, a london beer and uh they've all kind of put some money in and um i've put a little bit in and a friend of mine's put some in and we're we're just you know it's yeah just trying to give a little gauge i, I guess it's, it's it's that whole thing is that philanthropy type idea that you just wanted to give a little bit back but it comes with a you know we, we all are doing these things for a kind of selfish it's not selfish i'm thinking of me in the past and like yeah. the people that have been good to me and i need to do the same to facilitate the same pathways that i've been given yeah. and all that sort of stuff. so yeah there is there is a giving side to it but yeah. it, it's also about let's just make cool stuff happen because yeah. that's exciting. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll see them cross the finish line and I'll be like, yeah. dopamine hit for me. That's right. <laughs> so that's yeah. cool. You should have called it the, the Danny bent starter kit. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is it. This is the first year. Anyway, everyone that's taught anyone that's involved in it is like, this isn't just a one-off. This is yeah. going to, this is grow, growing into something more. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're, they're super cool brands. I mean, they're great adventure brands to be involved with anyway. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, you know, and there's yeah, there's loads of other bit other brands that are giving bits of kit to kind of facilitate it being totally amazing. Yeah. And uh, no, I love it because yeah, there, there's a lot of these things in the adventures where yeah, you're not talking about a massive amount of money, but I mean, you know, a halfway decent bike's a couple thousand bucks. You know, a decent canoe is a couple, th you know, a thousand bucks. It's uh, you know, it's it's not free. It's not it's not cost prohibitive necessarily, but for some folks, obviously, it is. Um, yeah. And it, but this is such again, it's an easy thing for you know, you and some buddies to throw, you know, from a hundred dollars to a thousand bucks in a pot and to organize this type of thing. Um, I think, I just think it's, it's fantastic. Um, so what is the, um, I, I, I was on there this morning. I did not, I did not apply for the grant, but I was looking at the video and stuff. So basically you just go to your, you go to dannybent.com. Yeah. Um, you, there's a link right at the top there for the adventure grant. And then you record a video, which you're, you're quick to point out. You can record it as many times as you want. If you screw it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I had to do mine about five times okay. to get it right. The first, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really simple. It's, and it's real grassroots. We're not talking like, you're not pitching, you're not creating a massive deck for a big company that right. they invest in you. This is just me. And I'm like a normal human being who you can have a chat with and, uh, you know, a few of them have come to me and uh, with ideas, and I'm like, just I, I like, and then we have a little chat, and we like say how we can twist it to make it a little bit more appealing for uh, for the mass kind of yeah. of people to be excited about, and then they come back with something like a little bit cooler, and um, that's 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 just so nice to be involved that's in. Awesome. And I, I, what I really hope, like, yes, 
someone's going to get the money and they're going to be able to go off on this adventure. But I'm hoping that just thinking of these adventures encourages a few of those people as well to actually go and do it. Hell yeah. yeah. Use their own funds or, you know, source, source funds from other companies. And um, I, I, to, now is not a great time, is it? Because companies are a little bit kind of questioning about what's going on. But, um, you know, yeah. putting a little bit, I love the, I actually love your idea of saying, uh, just saying to a bunch of mates, let's just put a little bit in. and. You, we, we, we all kind of get together like see them off go to the pub yeah uh, you know when, when they're going off on their thing when they come back they come and tell us all about it that's you know that's worth it you know that's worth it it's, i love it it's exciting. yeah i absolutely love it there's a there's a gal that i just she was on a podcast um ellen magellan um and she it was so funny because she she was uh the one who did the missouri river then the uh, mississippi river and then she was thinking about okay my next adventure i want to go do this ocean kayak and her and it's so funny to listen to her on this podcast because she says i'm gonna go gulf of mexico right i'm gonna do a lap in the gulf of mexico well if i do that then i'm gonna probably want to go farther down into south america well, then once I'm in South America, I'm in Panama. Well, I can go through the Panama Canal. Well, now I'm in the Pacific Ocean. And as long as I'm in the Pacific Ocean, I might as well just go circumnavigate um, Australia. Well, then once I'm in Australia, then I can just go India, in the Indian Ocean. And then I'm really halfway around the world. Then I could just come back. The, and it's like, it's like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> like, you started with the Missouri River. Now you're going to circumnavigate the globe. <laughs> But that's that's her challenge right now. That's what she's doing. She's out there. She's raising so much. Yeah, I've never met her, um, but just taking from what she was talking about in this podcast. And I just I love this. I mean, if if one thing that's come out of the last year or so has been that we're not living enough. We're just not living enough. And to hear stories yeah. like yours, like hers, like it, it's just so awesome. And I and I hope to inspire by having you guys on is is just get more people to live their lives. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and and I think this this is exactly like you're saying. You know, it kind of brings us all the way back to the beginning in terms of just seeing that positivity. Yes, yeah. COVID has been a, a pretty hard time for a lot of people, but I think a lot of people have just sat back. They've had that little bit of extra time around them because they can't hang out with their mates. Yeah, they're not going to the pub on Friday, which is a you know traditional English thing. Especially you get hammered yeah. on Friday, and then Saturday you're hungover, and Sunday you're recovering, and then you're back to work again. You're like, oh, I went back here again, and there's no time. Whereas now we're like having these moments where you just sit down and you you're you're allowed to think, and people are like, yeah. what am I? what what am i doing in yeah. in in multiple different disciplines of their life and yeah. i think there's um you know people have been people have definitely been changing I, I know a lot of people have been moving from london out to um the kind of you know places like where i now live in the peak district and or yeah. wales or you know just having places um you know a bit more breathing air and what what do we all love we all love going running definitely better places to run than around uh, the Thames. I mean, it's a great, it is a great run to do. If you come to London, do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, th those ones that you're doing over and over again, you just, yeah. you, you need, you, you want green, you want blue lakes, you want kind of big skies, don't you? And yeah. Um, yeah. My little uh, sister lives in, um, is it Biggles, Biggles, Wayne, Biggles work, Biggles, uh, outside of London somewhere in some odd, I, I thought she was joking with me when she told me the name of the little town that she <laughs> lived. I was like, there's it, no way it, that's real. It sounds like the quintessential American made up English town. It totally Biggles does. Work, 
That's yeah. what I thought. I, I totally thought she was messing with me. I was in London. We were we were meeting up for dinner and stuff, and she texted me, and she's like, "I'm I'm coming." I said, "Where? I want to watch you on a map. Like, where are you coming from?" And I think it was, was Biggles Wayne. I don't remember where the heck she. I'll have to look. And she's gonna kill me for not even knowing where she lives. But um, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, ha ha. You know, make fun of the American here on on vacation. But she's like, no, that's really where I live. Like, there's no way that's true. It's hilarious. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to, uh, like, I, I'm going to explore this. I, I'm going to get some some buddies together and certainly get Athlinks involved. And uh, I'm going to put together a little adventure fund. I think it's a phenomenal idea. Wow. Cool. It's on. I love it's that. On. It's definitely on. And if, if I can help in any way, you just let me know. And um, I'm definitely going to pick you I can be, oh, man. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and you know, and, and and before you do it, uh, people still can go on my website until the 18th, 18th of February is the closing date. Yep. So tannybent.com, get on there. Uh, I just I just I want to hear what your adventures are, like the wildest yeah. dreams that people have in their minds. And it doesn't have to, you know, like I, like I said, I pogoed across Togo, which is a West African country, on a pogo stick. That's that is insane. Most, that is insane. Yeah, but I questioned myself at that point of what was going on in here. But it, it was, someone, someone just said to me, Dan, this sounds like a cool. You, I think they just said you should pogo across Togo because it rhymes. And I was yeah, like, makes for a great yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it was a, a friend of mine, and she was just like, "But you're not allowed to." I kind of must have responded in a way that said, "Oh, I'm going to do that." And yeah. then she was like. You can't do it without me. And so, you know, six months later, we were out in, uh, yeah. you know, what a great way to make friends in uh, in Western Africa. It's, yeah. uh, it was just, that was, uh, it, it's, I think it's, was it 50 miles across or something like this? It's not, it's one of these long countries that's very, very skinny. And it, we weren't very good on pogo sticks, I have to say. I was going to say, and, were you uh, adept at pogoing? I, by the end of it, we got quite good. You could probably go... You could probably pogo at the speed you can sprint at, but not for very long. Yeah, and uh, and, then, and then and if you get it wrong and the the little bit of the bottom compresses like this, yeah. and then you your feet slip off, it smashes back up and hits you right in the shins. Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, so there's a few inches long way, but but you know, I, I I am not opposed to the crazy yeah. uh, crazy ideas, and obviously I've had a few in there running um, across the length of Japan or New Zealand, obviously they awesome. sing to my heart and all that sort of stuff. And, 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 and the, one of the amazing things is so many people are saying, I want to do this because, and it's not about the, again, it's, it's, it's that, um, that yeah. moment in Boston, you know, it's like this has happened in my life and yeah. I'm wanting to either give back or I'm wanting to support or I'm wanting to. And, um, that's, that's really, really lovely to hear those sorts of things rather than I want to be the first person to uh, climb this mountain range. Or yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, we, we see the finish line across the horizon here. We normally do a little thing. Um, it's a 10-question dash. You want to answer some questions? And uh, Yeah, cool. hit me. All right, let's do it. All right, kick up my theme music here. Let's go. All right, the questions are pretty easy. Um, okay, so first question is, uh, what's your gear like? What like what brands do you normally rep when you're uh, out on these Avengers? Um, so shorts, they're called Vega. They're um, it's, I don't even think they have a any social media or not even have a website. I don't know, but um, they're tiny little shorts. Do so they have the like old, a? They need like a Danny Bent signature line. Man, I have been 
at them. I really, really want one. I because I, it's I love them. They felt like they've got their own kind of Twitter page. Okay, uh, that's like Danny's shorts. Uh, whatever, whatever that is, this yeah. little red short. Like my my limited company that I book myself out for is called Little Red Short Limited. <laughs> so, yeah, that they play such a big part in my life. That's anyway, awesome. They're the short. Vega, you I said. Love Vega, that V I G A, okay. little British, cool. British one. Okay. Uh, Hocker are the shoes I wear. Got it. I think they're amazing. Yep. Um, uh, and then, you know, around that, I, I had, but I do also have a pair of those Nike, um, alpha flies. Okay. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Wow. They little are quicksters. It's very similar to being on a pogo stick, except uh. you've got two and one on each leg. You're just like, yeah. Pow, pow, pow. Have you tried Amazing the Hoka exactly. carbons yet? We just did the carbon X um, I, event last I, weekend. Yeah. I love them. Uh, they're, they're, they're my, they're my actual go-to shoe. Okay. Cool. Uh, those the jaws are the, the ones I do when I'm doing fell running, where it's like super muddy, super rocky, yeah. massive like grip. And then uh, the carbon X are the ones um, that nice. I I wear not most normally. Nice. I yeah, I just got my pair of jaws two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So Hoka's good friends of the of the company, and um, they sent us all Christmas presents, and we were able to pick the shoe that we wanted, and so I picked the jaws, and I love them. Yeah. Are your, are your feet still blue from wearing them? Uh, they've not bled yet. So I wore them on a very dry, I, um, I, I wore them on a very short, dry run so far because most of my long, most of my trail runs right now are very long efforts, like 20 to 25 miles. So I'm not wearing the jaws for those. Um, yeah. So, so I think yeah. they're kind of seven mile, seven, eight yep. mile max ones because they're not, not so much, they, they, there's so much grip that there's not much room for support. So, yep. Um, yep. Tomorrow I'm going to run uh, Sinitas here in Boulder. It's uh, kind of a technical, steep technical downhill down the side of a mountain. I'm going to be wearing those for that. So I will, I'll send you right. pictures of my blue feet if they, if they get uh, that way. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. All right. <laughs> uh, what's your next uh, race run um, FKT or, or whatever you're doing next? Well, I mean, I, I am saying yes to everything that's going on right now. So we, I mean, involved in a whole load of uh, the kind of more virtually type things where you do something around your home. Okay. Um, races. I'm I'm racing the London Marathon for, for. I do that for London Pride every year, and yep. that's the yeah, that's such a special race to be involved in. But you know, I'm I'm really just waiting until because I love fell racing, and I, I don't even is fell racing something you have over there. It's, I know, it's, you know what it is. Down again, yeah. Yeah, it's not really a, a thing here. I, I think we, I mean, we all do it. I just don't think we we label it as yeah. such. It, it's like aggressive trail yeah. running, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or um, you know, bit of path. You know, quite often without a trail, but um, yeah, cool. I'm just waiting for those to kick in. And normally here where I live, there's there's one a day in the summer, and that is awesome. you, you pay you pay four pounds to enter. You get a pint at the end of it and a curry or something. It's like yeah. you couldn't even buy that for four four quid. So it's it's they're they're great races though. It's really it's kind of low key, but an, an incredible standard of athlete. Awesome, cool. I'll get. Yeah. I, I need to get you and Marcus uh, hooked up. He's he's actually so he's the marathon Marcus on Instagram, and then he was also one of the founders of the um, Black Trail Runners, which is uh, right. yeah. So it's a really cool uh, situation they got going there. I'll hook you guys up. Uh, do you have like a favorite sports book or movie or, or anything? Um, I, I, I don't watch that much telly actually, yeah. but, um, Chasing Legends is, a, you know, one of those Tour de France movies that I very much like. I, I suspect Lance probably features in it like he does in every one. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
but but in terms of um yeah running and i um i probably i like to be out there that's what i like yeah, to be doing I, I, I like to be the guy in the movie not the one watching the movie bam <laughs> nailed it <laughs> <Pow>! <laughs> do you have a, a favorite race that you've done is it london oh no um i mean london is is amazing it, mm-hmm. I've run, I've run New York as well, and okay. a few other um, yeah. big ones across the states as well. And uh, you know, all those big marathons. Wow, you just get in your ch- you put your name on your your bib, and you're just like everyone's just going mad for you, and you feel like a massive celebrity. Um, what other ones? I mean, to, be, to be quite a lot, to be honest, Edale Skyline is a it's a 23 mile fell race around here. Goes around all the peaks. Okay, it's um, it's just. Um, it's, it's hard, but it's that's the, the views, or you know, like yeah. there's waterfalls where the wind's blowing so hard that those waterfalls are going up oh, and then blowing into the face and all that sort of stuff. Cool. Yeah, they're those sorts. Of, yeah. Look that one up. Uh, what's your bucket list race? Oh wow, that's I mean, that's that's what I'm just basically doing now. I'm living my bucket yeah, list. Yeah, you I'm are. One of those things. Going yeah. to the Pamir Highway was one of those. I've, I've had um, a, a Nepalese uh, visa for Nepal in my in my passport three times in terms of going off and to, to do okay. adventures that passed, might have passed through there and it's never yeah. actually happened. So, okay. uh, you know, Everest marathons yeah. or yeah, Kathmandu 10K yeah. or whatever, you know, like I kind yeah. of, they, 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 there's some, oh, and, and you know, to go to Patagonia and do coast to coast there or in New yeah. Zealand. Where you're kayaking, you're cycling, you're running. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about that stands run that you've got going up through the stands. That that should be that should be interesting. Uh, okay, what about uh, do you listen to music when you run? Never. Never. Okay, I won't even ask yeah. you. I won't even ask yeah. you. We're, we're skipping two questions now. Oh man, no, hit me with those anyway. Just because right, I want to well, know what's your work. okay. <laughs> so what? Well, we we talked about Blue Monday. That's a great running song, actually. Um, What's your home stretch song or band on your playlist? Like, what gets you across the finish line? If you had to go to uh, a, to a song or a, or an artist? Wow! Yeah, let's skip it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really love music, but I'm not one of those kind yeah. of that has a, a go to really, and especially yeah. not running. I can't, I'll just like hearing the noises. I hear you. If anyone yeah. like says hello to you as they go past, I want to be able to hear it respond to them yeah i've got some good go-tos on the treadmill but when i'm running outdoors i don't i don't typically listen yeah. to music that's a good point i think that that would be um yeah. I, I do on the, on the cycle trip i did put the music in when i was uh going through those similar stands i was in the desert i'd had diarrhea so i had no toilet paper oh. so every time i kind of went to the toilet the sand, the wind blew the sand went all over me oh. then i had to sit back on the uh seat oh it was the worst i that can't was, imagine I had days, days and I just, one point, I just threw the bike on the floor and probably swearing. And it's like, this is it. We're over. Wow. And, and then um, Eye of the Tiger came on my playlist. And he was like, oh, my God. So cliche. It's so cliche. But it just absolutely worked. I, just kind of, I was like, oh, okay. I just picked up. Because he's like, what choice have you got? What you choice? Can, you can go back through the desert if you want to, or you can carry on. So It's, it's amazing yeah. how, I mean, like the Rocky movies with Eye of the Tiger and then the original... Um, uh, the original Rocky theme, you know, where he's running yeah. up the, I mean, like, I don't know that, that a movie, certainly a movie series has never tapped into the music with two very, you know, one was an instrumental, almost like a Vangelis, you know, chariots of fire type of sound to it. And then the other one being this cheesy 80 rock, 80s rock and roll song, but they both, you can't hear either of those songs without like getting all pumped up. 
Yeah, crazy. All right, uh, living or dead, who would you most like to share a long run with? Um, maybe uh, if, I, I, would, I would go. I would naturally go to my my mum. She's my inspiration. Yeah. She's a person that I really just love. But but my granddad as well. He um, he's he's someone that inspired me a lot. He he lived his life. He, he probably didn't have the same fortuitous situation that I might have, but in, he made the most of every single day he had. Awesome. And uh, uh, yeah, so you go for a little run with him and just, yeah. to, I'd like to, more than anything, I'd just like to tell him that how much he has inspired me to awesome. uh, live my life. Was that your mom's dad or your dad's dad? Yeah, mom's dad, yeah. Mom's dad, cool, nice, love that. All right, Danny, last question here. What is the secret? Um, the secret to um, good running is just to enjoy it. The secret to life, I think, is to tap into the pure version of you, to be to be completely true and pure to who you are and to forget any worries about what you think anyone else is thinking about you. And, and I think if you can manage that, then everyone thinks very highly of you for being um, being that pure, pure version of yourself. Love it's it. the best version. You can be a you can be a, a second rate copy of someone else, or you can be an A class version of yourself. And I would say choose that A class version. Love it, dude. Love it, man. It's so so good having you on the podcast. I'm so glad we were able to hook up. And uh, man, I loved it. It's great. I've enjoyed this absolutely immensely. That is it's awesome. Been really good. Well, I'm going to keep you posted because I am going to put together this adventure fund. We'll come up with a cool... I love your logo, by the way, the Danny Bent with the D with the little spring in it. And that is a cool logo. Love it. Did you design that? Uh, uh, I was part of the design. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's kind of like, um, it's, you know, it looks like a spring. It looks... That's the, the B part of it. Yep. And it's the, uh, like a light bulb kind of yeah. ideas, creativity. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to keep you posted. I'm going to pick your brain on this adventure because it's such a simple thing, like right in my backyard, even at a Colorado level of just saying, okay, look, we're going to, you know, four times a year, we're going to put together a spring, summer, fall, winter adventure for some folks to go and do some things and just grab some of my, some of my friends who have a lot more money than I do and just tell them to, I'll just, I'll just strong arm them into throwing some money into a hat. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, you know, you're, you're creating magic by doing so, totally. changing lives, inspiring others. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's well worth it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, again, man, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for coming on. It has been a blast. It's been inspirational, and that is the show. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, more people racing more often and having more fun in the process is our mission at Athlinks. Thanks again to the bloody legend, Danny Bent. Uh, check him out at dannybent.com and submit your application. It sounds funny when I say bloody legend, but... <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it's a bloody legend. Mate, I got to throw a mate on it. Anyway, so um, uh, submit your application for the 3,000 pound adventure grant. It's worth it. It'll take you five minutes, even if you just have something in the back of your mind. Go do it. You just might win and it'll be a game changer for you. So definitely do that, dannybent.com. We do a special post for each episode on Instagram. So look for the post for episode 29 with a colorful picture of Danny and some probably bright red shorts or something. Um, if you have any comments or questions, we are at Athlinks or just shoot us an email to podcast at athlinks.com and we will forward it over to Danny. 
Um, the best way to support the podcast is to click subscribe on iTunes or follow on Spotify to be notified of new shows. Share it with anyone you think would enjoy it and take a sec to give us a rating and a quick review on iTunes. Again, share it with friends far and wide to help spread the word. And until next time, happy racing, everybody. Awesome, Danny. That was great, buddy. I really enjoyed it. Really great. You're a very, very nice host. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It was like a chat.